0: Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series
1: by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello everyone, my name is Zhong, and welcome to Through the Noise podcast. It's Thanksgiving this week. For those not familiar, Thanksgiving Day is an annual national holiday in the US and some other parts of the world celebrating the harvest and other blessings of the past year. It appears financial markets are also soaking in a festive mood and offering something to be thankful for, as global equities and bonds extended their gains this week. No surprise that the main question from the listeners had been whether this rally is going to last till the next festive period of Christmas. To discuss this and more, we are joined by Manpreet Gill, our Chief Investment Officer for Africa, Middle East and Europe. Hello Manpreet, let's dive right into the question. What are the conditions required for us to see a Christmas rally? Hi John,
0: thanks for having me on. Um, You're right that US equities have indeed had a really great couple of weeks, uh, but in our view there are several conditions that need to come come in place for this to extend right through to a Christmas rally. Now, the first thing we take uh, a closer look at is technicals. Um, If you look at the S&P 500 specifically, uh, it does need to overcome a few key chart hurdles um, and, of course, similar sort of hurdles for U.S. government bond deals and the U.S. dollar. Now, the S&P 500 appears to face major resistance around the 4,600 level, from which it has retraced four times over the past two years. So, a sustained break of this level will most probably need further weakness in the U.S. dollar, which in turn will probably require a decline in U.S. common bond yields. Um, but this may not be easy, of course, with the dollar index itself facing strong technical support around the 200-day moving average, And the 10-year facing some support around 4.35%. So a few different levels to keep a watch on over there. The second factor we pay attention to is positioning. Now, here we have less concerns. Now, U.S. equities may look a little overbought in the near term, but momentum remains strong. Um, Positioning also is less of a a hurdle. Uh, Our fear and greed indicators far from extreme levels that would raise concerns about a pullback. And we're not seeing concerns on broader positioning data either. In fact, we're of the view that there may still be plenty of firepower left to fuel the rally, uh, especially among retail uh, investors and mutual funds who haven't really participated in the month-long gains, which so far have have really seen participation more so by quantitative funds. The third, of course, is a focus on fundamentals. Now, if we're talking about a need for a decline, a further decline rather, in the 10-year and the US dollar, we will most likely need to be accompanied by modestly weak US data To avoid concerns of of potentially higher rates and or an improvement in European or Chinese data. Um, Of course, if we get any more dovish turn in Fed commentary, uh, that of course would be a support as well. So bringing all that together, we just believe that the conditions, particularly the technicals we discussed, do raise the chance that we face a period of consolidation in the couple of weeks ahead before the possibility of a Christmas rally becomes more viable. So As investors, our key takeaway would be that we look at this as an opportunity to rebalance uh, because this would not only help lock in some of the gains from the recent rally, but also ensure portfolios stay invested if conditions indeed come together uh, for a Christmas rally later this year in both equity and bond markets.
1: Staying on equities, China appears to be rolling out more supportive policy. What does that mean for the China stock market?
0: You're right. I think we've seen a a few interesting reports uh, from China uh, with media reports saying Chinese policymakers could target economic growth of four and a half to five and a half percent next year and potentially roll out a package of financing support for 50 property developers uh, to help backstop that industry. Now, such measures are in line with our own expectations that policy support should help stabilize economic growth in China. And, I think, in addition, it's worth noting that in November through the month of November, uh, we have seen a weaker dollar, which, of course, is important because Chinese equities have historically outperformed global equities during periods of dollar weakness. I think from a market perspective, the one data point that really jumps out to us, though, is a very low investor positioning, uh, because when you combine that with still pretty robust earnings expectations of around 15% earnings growth in 2024. We think this factor in particular could help Chinese equities um, at least recover in a gradual manner uh, right through to the end of the year. Now, having said that, uh, the point of caution we we note is that investor sentiment does remain fragile. So that in our view, there's, a, there's still that vulnerability to negative headlines. Geopolitical tensions remain one source of potential risk. Second, Potential risk, of course, is if we get a rebound in the U.S. dollar, uh, given that relationship with Chinese equities. So as investors, again, our preference is to take a slightly more focused uh, approach to Chinese equities. And we can do that via sectors that will benefit from growth in consumer spending. So via preferred sectors, which are communication services and consumer discretionary. You
1: spoke about the rebound in dollar being a hit win for China equities. What about the CNH? Dollar-CNH has been on a downtrend lately. It has. Uh, But in our view, that decline
0: in the US dollar-CNH currency pair appears to be overdone. Uh, And we actually believe the pair may be set up for a rebound back towards the 7.3 level uh, in the short term. Now, there are broadly three factors driving that view. I think first is our view on the dollar. As we discussed, a a modest rebound there is possible given uh, the fall in the sharp last few weeks. And from a fundamental standpoint, the one point I'd add is that we've got the recent upside surprise in the University of Michigan inflation expectations number. And that, of course, could be one source of support for the dollar if if we get more data illustrating that the decline in inflation could be slower than expected. Now, the second is that fundamentals themselves continue to point towards near-term CNH weakness, so a higher dollar-CNH pair. sentiment towards the economy, as we discussed, remains fragile. And if we get more fiscal and monetary policy measures, uh, those, of course, could place downward pressure on the CNH. And third is, from a purely technical standpoint, um, US dollar CNH does look quite oversold uh, on the charts um, and, of course, has rebounded higher from the 200-day moving average. So both fairly strong technical indicators that suggest a move higher may be likely. And um, so what we'd keep a watch on is you know near-term support, which of course we see near 7.116. Um, but we believe the pair can rise fairly unimpeded until it runs into the next resistance around 7.265.
1: We also saw some huge move in gold and oil in recent weeks. A bit in opposite direction. Any important things our audience must take note of from there?
0: Yes, there were fairly significant moves. Um, I think we're starting with gold. We had, uh, of course, a rebound in the last two weeks, and we believe that was driven by the decline in real or net inflation yields and the dollar. Uh, but we are of the view that technical factors are not favorable for this move to extend. Uh, the first point here is that the tailwind from an unwinding of uh, you know quite short positioning uh, that's starting to fade as net positioning turns more neutral. Second is that uh, we have the key psychological level of two thousand dollars an ounce. That continues to be a tough hurdle for the metal to cross. Uh, and third, on some technical indicators, are are now signaling gold is overbought, uh, which itself can limit gains. So, overall, on balance, we just expect a more range-bound outcome for gold, uh, at least over the next over the short term. Now crude oil prices are a little bit different. Uh, Prices, of course, have been under some pressure and and we believe evidence of weak U.S. demand um, may have been a key trigger. Um, And that's evidenced in rising inventories uh, in the U.S. at least since late September. Now, the other factor, of course, that's added to this is some uncertainty around the upcoming OPEC plus meeting. Uh, I think markets, of course, expect uh, some of the output cuts to either be extended or potentially deepened. But there's been uncertainty introduced with the delay of the meeting itself to the end of the month. Uh, I mean, media reports of a disagreement on production levels. Now, for oil prices, we just think the next key data point to keep a close watch on is US EIA inventory data. Uh, Because we start to see a turn in in inventory and crude stockpiles here, that may very well provide the trigger for, for oil prices to start bottoming out in the short
1: term. We've discussed a lot. To wrap up, here's a few points to retain from this week's podcast. First, Investors could consider rebalancing to help lock in some gains from the recent rally, while staying invested if conditions come together towards Christmas for renewed equity and bond gains. Second, we prefer to gain exposure in China via sectors that would benefit from growth in consumer spendings, and those are your communication services and consumer discretionary. Third, the recent decline in dollar CNH appears to be overdone. And last goal is likely to trade range bound in the near term. Thank you, Manpreet, and thank you to our listeners for listening in from start to finish. We truly hope that you enjoy the podcast. For those who are celebrating Thanksgiving, have a great gathering with family and friends this weekend. Cheers! Thank you for listening to
0: Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details, visit Market Views on the go on our website, or click the link in the description.